Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. I can't believe that I just said the words December yeah. 20th, 2022. December 20th, 2022. We're heading into the final stretch. Not only that, this is our last Today on Broadway for the year because we oh have so much stuff coming up. Matt has, I think, five interviews. We have at least two specials. We might have a third if we get to talk about Matilda, which I got to see it last night. Can't talk about it yet, but it's yeah. Top of of line, feeling good. Feeling pretty good about it. Um, So yeah, we're going to do tonight's episode, you know, today's, however you want to, it's Monday night at 6.20pm, so it's tonight for me. We're going to do tonight's, and then we're going to have specials and interviews, but otherwise... Ho, ho, ho. We're out of here for the rest of the year. Yeah, there's there's so much happening in the Broadway community. And, Ooh, and yeah. we literally just got breaking news that we're going to start the show yeah, with. Yeah. Um, so today, actually, in the wee few minutes right before we started recording, producers Leah Volak and Michael Castle announced that Almost Famous, the Cameron Crowe, in a way, biopic turned yeah. musical. Um, will announce its closing date for January 8th of next year at the Bernard Jacobs Theater. They had 30 preview performances, 77 performances. Um, January 8th is my... I, I'm speechless. Um, yeah. I, I really had an incredible time at this show. I was going to um, ask, because I never got to see it. Um, chances are highly unlikely I'm going to get to it yeah. before it closes on January 8th. But I know you were so, so, so anticipatory of the show. Yeah, and I know you had a good time. Yeah, I had a great time. And Casey Likes' performance is one for the ages. I thought that he embodied mm. so much of William. Like, he, he really really hit it and i and i had low expectations i thought no yeah. one will ever be able to untouchable yeah. untouchable and um the way that they weave really iconic lines from the film that are also iconic lines from cameron's life um into the show and not make it feel like hey this is a line from the movie everybody sure. like it's not heavy-handed and it was that's really exactly the term i was gonna use yeah yeah and so there were a lot of moments that i that found i found a lot of joy in. there were some things that i i wish i could have you know been in the room to to help uh you know change because there's always you know we're going to be critical but sometimes oh, yeah. it's a perfect piece but it really was a beautiful work that I think every and and every time I talked to a cast member, they kept saying how they really are a family and they hadn't had that feeling in so long mm. in the theater community. And so knowing that they are all sitting there probably with this notice is is heartbreaking. Heartbreaking so, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We had to share this with you all. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately that's how we have to lead the show. And I you know, more bad news down the line as well. But this does seem like it's one of those shows that is well equipped for a tour. And I hope it gets that life and gets a successful life in that way. Because Almost Famous, I mean, we talk about every time we have a property that's based off of a a previous property or a property that already exists, it has the Mm -hmm. name recognition. Um, And one of my favorite movies of all time. So if I was not in New York, ironically did not see it while it was in New York, but if I was not living in New York and a tour stop came near me, I would be hopping all over it. Disappointing to see any, regardless, I wish it got a little bit longer life, at least into the spring as we get closer to Tony season, but it's a heartbreaking month right now. 
It's a really heartbreaking month. And I hate to say this to everybody, but we do have more heartbreaking yeah. news. Um, we knew this, we knew about this over the weekend, but we wanted to make sure that this was published correctly. And, um, we're always, you know, really, really responsible at how we care about news, especially when it comes to these things. So, um, if you notice over the weekend, certain, um, your favorite, like Broadway actors, performers, dancers posting, um, about the untimely passing of Stephanie Bissonette, who was a choreographer, a Broadway dancer, most recently appeared and made her Broadway debut in Mean Girls, the musical, passed away at the age of 32 from cancer she's been battling since 2019 uh the yeah. videos that i've seen my friends posting of her you can tell she had such a light um it, it's yeah it's so this is the second uh young dancer to pass away this year um from uh, health complications uh the other uh being darius that uh, passed away from mean girls earlier this mm. year and so the whole community has come together to once again say this is it's constant so upsetting but yeah it, it's 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 really heartbreaking to see it's absolutely devastating and you mentioned she was such a light she had been pretty vocal yeah. and open about chronicling her yeah. disease over a few years now, maybe. Um, and even that shown through in that. So just so devastating to see, regardless of age, regardless of association of with our industry, just heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. So uh, we're going to keep going with uh, Broadway news, um, but, uh, but happier, more news. happier news. Yeah. Um, there's been an extension announced for a show that is actually opening as we are speaking and recording. Um, oh. Manhattan Theater Club's The Collaboration has announced that it will extend one more week, adding uh, those performances through January 29th. As you all know, uh, Jeremy Pope, Paul Bettany star as Jean-Michel Basquiat and Andy Warhol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Krista Rodriguez stars, makes a cameo for a scene or two um, <laughs> with Eric Jensen giving an yeah. incredible some incredible um, accents um, as Bruno. So uh, if you had not gotten tickets to see that show, it's it's a hot ticket right now, especially with yes. opening night. So yeah, we're excited to see where this unfolds. I did notice in the playbill, <laughs> Paul Bettany had mentioned the collaboration, the film. Uh, and so it's set, according to IMDb, it's set to come out December 20th. That is today. Um, but I've not heard any, it might be in the editing room still or something because we've not gotten word that that is coming out today on Netflix. Uh, but it is the same story. Andy Warhol, um, played by Paul Bettany, as well as, um, Jeremy Pope. Sorry. So I, I'm curious, like, if that is moving a forward to January because of the show yeah. still being out. Um, just curious. So we'll stay on top of it. The winds of it all. The winds of it all. It's just interesting, right? Like, totally. Yeah. Young Vic, Broadway. Young Netflix. Vic, Netflix. Yeah. And so someone will get to see it no matter where they are. <laughs> whether they're at, whether they're at home or they're in London or they're here, uh, you get to see some form of it. And Daniel Brühl also stars uh, in it. Well, you can't Daniel see Brühl. at MTC right now, but is starring no, in the unfortunately film. not. Yeah. Curious uh. and curiouser. Mm-hmm. So let's let's keep going with some reviews. So uh, reviews are in for Off-Broadway. The new audience is Des Moines, starring two-time Tony nominee Joanna Day from Proof, Sweat, other one-word titles, and <laughs> yes. Oscar Golden Globe Tony nominee and the tallest man I've ever stood next to, Michael Shannon. Uh, yeah, pretty um, tall. 
He's so tall. Um, Off-Broadway's uh, Polanski Shakespeare Center is where it's uh, currently being staged. They had some COVID uh, cancellations, which moved its its opening night date. But now we finally have it. Performances are set through January 1st. So if you're not seeing it right now in the next uh, 10 days, you're not seeing yep. it. Uh, <laughs> but Frank Sheck from uh, New York Stage Review gave it four out of five stars, stating Des Moines sputters at the end as if Johnson didn't quite know how to end the play. Or didn't really care. Even mm. if its final destination proves unclear, the rambling journey getting there is in- infinitely rewarding. Mm. I noticed a lot of people saying that like it really was satisfying as a piece. And the other through line of everyone's review was that there was a lot of booze, which I was like, okay. Oh, interesting. Um, Pete Hempstead of Theater Mania says, I couldn't help thinking that I was watching some high octane Sam Shepard play. I also couldn't help thinking confused as I was. I wasn't bored at any time during the play's one hour and 40 minutes. I suspect this was due less to the play itself than to the strength of the performances, all of which end up being as hilarious as they are absurd. So I think that's a pretty satisfying uh, round. Yeah, 100% about this show. I I really did not uh, get to follow it quickly because of the cancellations and I wanted to see it and all those things. So um, it's just interesting. Um, so reviews are also, and this is one that Ashley and I definitely wanted to talk about, um, from Mark Izzard's, uh, Charles Dickens, Great Expectations, starring Chef's Kiss, Tony Chef's nominee, Kiss. Eddie Izzard, uh. as 21 characters. The adaptation, um, is, you know, based on the Victorian novel. It opened December 15th at the Greenwich House Theater, uh, where across from the Five Guys, um, downtown, but, uh, it began previews December 9th and it, it just got extended actually for its off-Broadway run through February 11th. Again, there's a lot of one-person shows going on, a lot of Charles so Dickens one-person yeah, yeah. shows going We're on in New York One City. person playing all the character shows. One incredibly um, produced, financed, and um, just the, the most wild uh, set design you've ever seen for a one-person show. And then another downtown where you can see one person in one costume, in one set, in one, yeah. or, you know, uh, select mood lightings. Like, it's it's totally opposites and yet both incredibly satisfying. So reviews, again, for Pete Hemsed said, how is it possible to keep all those characters straight for the audience? Clear elocution, precise gestures, and strategic dramatic pauses, that's how. But is this show funny? It sure is. Izzard, yes. known for her stand-up routines and specials, relentlessly teases out the script's humor and gets the audience laughing in the most unexpected places. Just watch her eyes widen with Norma Desmond intensity as she speaks to Pip and then tries to repress your delight. Miss Havisham never looked so good. She really is stunning in this. Truly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We went for Eddie. We left of course. with knowing great X. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. So, yeah, you and I both saw this, um, I think, different weeks. Um, I think I saw it right before it opened. I saw it two days apart. That was, was what was so funny. That's because you were like, oh, I'll track. be there tomorrow. <laughs> That, see, I say like, oh I say things about my own schedule, and then two days later, I have forgotten everything that's happened. So yeah, that's that seems like an accurate account of my own scheduling. <laughs> um, but I had not previously read Great Expectations. I'm not a big Charles Dickens fan, though I feel like there are three people who are. Um, but I was really interested. I've been a fan of Eddie's since the early or mid aughts, maybe when I started getting really into British stand up and have been 
following her for a while and I've never gotten to see her on stage. So this was obviously as soon as it was announced, I'm like, I'm, I'm going. I don't care yes, what the subject correct. matter is. <laughs> I don't care if I care about the story. Um, you and I had a, a, a quick text exchange after I saw it where the feeling was she could make anything interesting and funny, which is a hundred percent what has happened here. Um, I think the adaptation is really strong of a work that I otherwise do not care about, but yeah, God, how, mark on that. Yeah. Sure. Amazing. Um, but God, how I care about Eddie Izzard. So this was a delight for me. Also need to know, I mean, I'm sure it's a custom fit. Yeah. But like between the boots and the gorgeous like jacket, uh, I was like, this is a gorgeous the, look the on her. Cinched <laughs> waist, yes. Yeah, and it the was, flare it was really at the good. bottom. So good. I'm still holding out everybody. Like I, I am trying desperately still for that interview. So um if anybody uh, wants to green like that, please let me know. Yes, indeed. Um but yeah, we'll keep moving on and off Broadway. So Playwrights Horizons has announced Pulitzer winner Bruce Norris's downstate has been extended for a second time and this will be the final one uh it will play through january 7th of 2023 um its previous extension was for december 22nd they were able to go longer because of the demand for this show um it's it's fascinating because i have seen so many friends and colleagues posting about how they feel about this show it's not it's been mm. a while since i've seen something so polarizing like legitimately like supportive 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 yeah and then on the other end this was disgusting and i'm just like whoa i know wild to read that so it's fascinating and i'm I'm excited for um the fact that they've gotten to extend i did not see the play so i'm not commenting Mm -hmm. on how i feel about it but um yeah it's it's just it's kind of an incredible thing i've not seen that in the theater in a little bit i have had the same experience where i'm really trying to keep away from any of the reviews or even the editorial of it all but i have seen a lot of really polarizing reactions to it i'm seeing it tonight tuesday night um finally after having to reschedule so i'm you know i obviously know the subject matter and do not know how i'm gonna feel going into i'm trying to go in as unbiased as possible which is hard given the subject matter um, but I'm under the impression I'm either going to adore this or loathe it. And I'm really fascinated by a work that creates that kind of juxtaposition. Well, say that. Mm. Uh, on that note, Sam Morrison's Sugar Daddy, uh, speaking of solo shows, even though that one mm-hmm. wasn't one, but we were talking about one a minute ago, and I can sure. keep doing that. <laughs> uh, Sam Morrison's Sugar Daddy, which was a huge hit at the 2022 Edinburgh Fringe Festival, will make its off-Broadway debut next year at the Soho Playhouse, produced by Soho Playhouse and co-produced by Ellie Fishbean. Um, comic uh, Sam Morrison's solo show begins January 11th through February 17th. And just to give you context about like what the show is, um, it's famously, we love solo shows about death. Um, it, it chronicles um, the death of his partner from COVID-19 in 2021 and turning that grief into humor, um, the journey of love, loss, diabetes, seagull attacks, more um, extraordinary coincidence. of everything. I really can't wait to see this. Yeah, I say that every too. time we talk about a solo sure. show. Beat me with a dead horse. I don't care. Is That's that the fine. term? It's That's not. It. I'm not beat doing you, well tonight. Beat you with a dead horse. That's it. Um, That's what the it is now. Part one style. So anyways, eager to see you, Sam Morrison. Congratulations. <laughs> 
Um, speaking more of solo shows once again, Hello. Kathleen Shelfont uh, will reprise her performance of Joan Didion's The Year of Magical Thinking for two benefit performances at the Players Club, January 10th and 17th. Once again, can I see this damn show? I know. Um, this is a site-specific production from Keen Company. It had a sold-out run this past year. No shit, I couldn't see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> playing I'm... New Yorkers living rooms yeah and community centers all across New York City if you chronicle that Ashley and I talked about it many times on oh, the yeah. show yeah um, as oh, fan of, of Joan Didion and yeah. Kathleen so once again congratulations that there will be two benefit performances that Kenna's we won't benefit. be at <laughs> yeah can it, can it benefit me my it won't we are left out of the benefits but that's okay. Um, so congratulations to another resurgence for this totally. particular performance. Uh, and then finally, in a recommendation, who all raise your damn hands if you watch the Beauty and the Beast special on ABC? Because I, didn't, uh, but I watched the linked, clips. So link, we linked the clips. Thank you, Ashley. Um, and if you ha- so if you want access there, please watch them. Um, just quickly, if you have Disney Plus, I highly recommend that you go and watch it. Um, but also, this was not uh, John M. Chu is a visionary, and we love true, and respect true. John M. Chu. Um, I just want to say this was not what I was expecting at all, and it far exceeded yeah. my It really was a love letter to Alan Menken and everyone involved in the creation of that movie from 1992. I mean. It's really and Howard Ashman, the the tributes. Um, there, there's just so much. I mean, think about the people that we've lost, like Jerry Orbach, Angela <sighs> Lansbury, yeah. like, and they they approach it with such they they just approach everything delicacy and care no and love, so much love. Yeah, yes. it was such a perfect. Hey, we're not trying to put this show on a live stage. We're not trying to do this. <gasps> That's what I was going to say. The piece. From, what awesome. I, from what I saw of it, which is the clips that we posted, and I'm going to watch it when I actually have a chance sometime this week through all the work. But from what I saw of it, it re- I was going into it a little concerned that it was going to be mounted like a live network musical. Did not feel that way. Really felt like a loving tribute to something that – one has touched so many people and is, you know, 90s kids, especially, uh, have that deep in their bones, deep in our bones, but is regarded as one of the best movies, animated or live action or otherwise, of all time. And I think that this is a tribute that really shows that in that light. Yeah, full, full agree. It wasn't even one of my, like, Disney princess movies like this wasn't one sure. that was like oh this is me um, oh, but <laughs> it really was special you know so I'm, I'm eager for everyone to see it um, it's it's a perfect like holiday gather around with the family and 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 watch which I will be doing this evening yeah. and on that note thank you so much for listening to today on Broadway this day and all days Woo-hoo. sincerely from me we're gonna say it a million Absolutely. times on all the shows that we're putting out this week but once again thank you for you. following us on this journey we love you so much and um, if It's been a delight. I know. But like if you if you are in the the spirit of like this is the show that you listen to regularly on the daily, go to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. If you don't already do that, please make your way over. And if you already are doing that, thank you so much. Thanks for helping keep the lights on. Thank you for um, contributing to what we believe is such a an exciting, powerful daily show where we give you anything and everything. We really are so grateful. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me mainly on Instagram <laughs> at No, This Is Ashley. Oh, thank you guys so much. And if we don't see you, have a happy, happy, happy. Merry 
Mary. 